Welcome to WrestleMania, the midweek, midday, mid wherever the fuck you're at. Time to listen to some wrestling takes and wrestling shit and wrestling everything. Wrestle, 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 wrestle. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, but we're here to have a good time. Um, it's hosted by Nico. Me, I'm Nico, and that's uh, no. This is Dan. Uh, we're ready to do the damn thing, man. And. Let's do the damn thing. Excited uh, for this episode, bro. I'm excited too. I think we're gonna do a little bit something a little different. Um, something a little different, but uh, you know, we're just trying shit out, fucking around, throwing, throwing the spaghetti on the wall, making sure it's ready to be eaten. Eaten. That's right. Have you ever done That's that? Right. Have you ever like? Did, did you ever know that like that trick to throw the spaghetti on the wall? And if it sticks, like I think it's ready to eat or some shit like that. What the fuck? I have not heard of that. And in- you've never heard of that. I just ate spaghetti today at lunch, so I know I saw that it was it actually smelled pretty good. It was good. I was not feeling it, but it was pretty fucking good. And I mean, I had a sandwich, so don't stop complaining. Damage crew. <laughs> um, but, uh, you've been having I'm, some good lunches, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I have. It's uh, mm-hmm. some chicken, some sausage, some mac and cheese, some rice. It's like uh, you got that sausage and uh, and uh, macaroni two days in a row that. I'm not gonna lie, a little jealous of that. That look real good, dude. I love mac and cheese. Yeah, I mac, fucking love it. Mac and cheese is dope. Mac and cheese is dope. But now let's go ahead and round that up. And uh, let me see here. We're gonna go ahead and uh, get into some topics here. Um, some news actually in the wrestling world that we can't really uh, get past at this point. Got to talk about it. Uh, yes. Man, Jeff Hardy, man. It's just a bad week for Jeff Hardy, dude. Uh, so he he um, just recently got arrested. I think it was Monday uh, for DUI, um, and did not look good. Apparently, in the reports, that uh, he um, blew the breathalyzer at about point two three, I believe. And yeah, I mean point oh eight is the legal limit. I guess you can drink up until point oh eight, um, but. He is like three times over the limit, and dang, dude, it's just a slippery slope for him. I mean, everyone thought and felt like he was clean, but looks like he's just falling off the wagon, dude. And it just, this is sad. Kind of sucks to hear, but what I um think that people need to realize too is that everyone was giving WWE so much shit about like them wanting to drug test him or them wanting to send him to rehab but i mean now with what's happening maybe there was a there was a reason for that even if he wasn't doing anything at the time you know maybe because with addicts and sporadic um actions things that are out of the norm uh those are red flags so Mm -hmm. man what did you how did you feel when you heard it um, I was disappointed, man. Uh, I mean, this is not the first time it happens. So at this point, it's um, it's pretty sad um, to see a guy like Jeff go through this time and time again. Um, man, uh, we'll we'll talk more uh, about like what it means for him and in, in AW uh, on this week's episode of Let's Wrestle as far as what they were doing with the Hardys, but just the whole situation, uh, it sucks, man. 
Um, he definitely definitely needs the help. I hope he gets the help, but how many times have we heard about him getting the help and that he's moved on from it or he's doing better from it and he just continues to put himself in that position? Uh, I think addiction and, and things like that, man, it, it's tough. Um, those are tough things, and um, I just really hope that Jeff can uh, come back from this like he always does. And I hope this is the last time that we see something like this from him. Um, yeah, it's just it's just all around just sucks, man. It does, and Mary um, talking about possible jail time for him for how many times he's had a DUI in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, it might be a good thing. Keep him clean, get him straight, and honestly, I don't know if he should even go back to wrestling. But I guess that's a topic for another time. But yeah, man, some sad news. But let's go ahead and move into a lighter note. We're gonna have some uh, different topics here right now. Um, one that I want to bring up. Uh, our conversation here uh, just because it's money in the bank season we've uh, we just got told and I'm just going to bring it up real quick we just got not told but saw that Seth Rollins is in fact in the money in the bank match which is exciting he could repeat he could get it again and steal the title one more time He's from the, the tribal match. chiefs Oh, did you not watch? I have not watched Raw. This is uh, the first time I'm hearing about this, but uh, not that I really care because Raw is pretty rotten. But um, damn, that's interesting. You're going to be disappointed now. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because you wrestled AJ Styles for the spot. Oh, that (laughs) must have been a great fucking match. Uh, I I didn't know you didn't watch. No, it's okay. okay. (laughs) I... I was probably going to figure that he was going to win that match anyways if I seen, saw it. Um, <laughs> Rollins in the money in the bank makes sense with the whole Cody thing. Um, he might win uh, it. But yeah. Alrighty. So, <laughs> live reaction. Nico right. uh, completely just ruined my life right now. Live on sh- air. You're in shambles. I'm in shambles. <laughs> shambles. Alrighty. So, yes. So, the topic today. No, the topic more of a conversation. There's been, what, 20-something, I can't know the exact number, 26, 27, many different Money in the Bank matches that have gone out, gone down um, in the history of WWE. And there's been a lot of winners, but a lot more losers, a lot more people that didn't ever actually win. So my question really is, or the topic here, is who have you seen in the Money in the Bank that never won that you feel should have won? Um, one person that always comes to mind for me, and I feel like it's a no-brainer of should have won, I think is Sheldon Benjamin. I mean, he did some of the most craziest things in these matches. Um, let's not forget when he ran on top of the ladder to do a fucking clothesline. I think it was to Jericho in the very first Money in the Bank match. And... I mean, he was pretty hot at that time too, man. He was he was yeah. big. I mean, he beat Triple H on Raw clean. Um, he was he was destined for big things. He was my favorite Intercontinental Champion, at least for me growing up. Ruthless Aggression era is fucking awesome. 
But He's your favorite imagine. intercontinental champion? Yeah, yes, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, my, oh, that's, like he, that's a big statement, buddy. He was my boy growing up, bro. I was like 10 or 11 watching him do amazing things every single one, Monday. Yeah, he was with um, Team Angle. I didn't really see too much of that. But when he came to become a single star on Raw, that was, that was my shit. When it was Shelton Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels, I remember what it was for. I feel, I feel like it was a qualifying match. Uh, I think for maybe the Elimination Chamber. I don't remember which one it was. But when they wrestled each other, I wasn't going for Shawn. I was going for Shelton Benjamin, my favorite Intercontinental Champion. Um, but yeah, I feel like he should have won. Uh, definitely missed opportunity with Sheldon Benjamin, I feel. He would have been a great uh, world champion, at least in terms of wrestling. He's just awesome. I, I think that he should have won. He, I mean, he wasn't a, a good amount of money in the bank matches, and he did some crazy things every single time. So, right. Uh, and remember the... Did you say the WrestleMania 22 one also, where he did like... Um, he... Did a dive outside of the ring, um, but I think he oh, did it yeah. off a ladder. Yeah, he ran on the ladder. He le- they leaned it on the ropes, and then he ran on the ladder and jumped out. I mean, yeah, he really was the first person to run on that ladder like that. Like you never seen that spot before. Like the the one uh, at WrestleMania twenty twenty one, the very first Money in the Bank, when uh, it was like the ladder is standing up, but then Chris Jericho was climbing the ladder. They leaned another one on top, and he just ran the freaking ladder, clothesline Chris Jericho off the ladder. Like you've never seen anything like that before. Definitely innovative. Yeah, that um, I, I those highlights, man, that he made were fucking great. And um, like you said, you hadn't really seen anybody really do some shit like that before. Um, man, he's a, he was an innovator, like as far as that goes, but. Um, that's it's hard to top that pick though. That um, he he was in a couple of them and um, he never really got that moment. So that's a good fucking pick. Um, you, man. You, you ain't gonna top that one. I am. You I am honestly it? not gonna top that one. But <laughs> one that always comes to mind. I might have mentioned it. On last week's episode, when we were talking about um, Cody being in the Money in the Bank, but uh, twenty thirteen Money in the Bank was the year that Damian Sandow won the Money in the Bank ladder match for SmackDown. That was the time they were doing one for each brand. Um, and dude, the pop when Cody was climbing. Uh, this is Mustache Cody. Uh, this is uh, a gotcha. you know. Isn't it? No, 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 no. This is a Road Scholar team with Damian Sandow. This is when they were doing their team. He right. had the mustache or whatever, but it, it wasn't the dashing one. Um, and dude, if you go back and watch that match, the pop that he gets when it looks like this is gonna be his moment finally, and he's gonna uh, grab the briefcase. He's like so close to it, and then Damian Sandow, who's supposed to be his partner comes out from behind tips the ladder over and you know throws him out of the match and that's how Sandow wins um the money in the bank and I was like I remember watching that and I'm like bro like are you fucking kidding me like this is Cody's moment like that pop was huge and 
yeah, maybe he wouldn't have been ready for it at the time. That's debatable. But fuck, like I felt like he should have won that one. I don't know why that match always sticks out to me, like that moment for Cody. Um it's it's hard to say anybody else, man, because like uh you know, Kane was in a lot of them, but he eventually won one. Um he did. and I think uh I was gonna say uh Ron Van Dam was pretty great in them, but he won one also. Um Rollins. Chris Jericho is in a in a lot of them. Did he he never won one, did he? He never won one. He apparently I don't know if this is storyline wise, but he's the one that came up with the match. Um I mean if you ask him, he did. Well, yeah, and here's another one. Uh Christian was in a lot of them and he never won one. Ah, that would be a missed opportunity too, man. Christian winning that. He would have been like a perfect Mr. Money in the Bank. Like honestly, like Imagine Christian with his peeps just yeah, carrying around um, the briefcase. He was and in the first one. And he was. He I he wasn't in the second one. Or was he in the second one? Mm, he was in I some when so. he came back, like um WrestleMania twenty six he was in that one. Honestly, I think the early um like the first one, like that era of Christian would have been better off winning it. Um, when he returned back from TNA, I still liked him. I still love Christian. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, but man, he just he just wasn't the same. Like like the ruthless aggression, Christian. Like when he was there, because yes, he did leave for TNA. Man, that was that was some good shit. Him, Tyson Tonko. He's actually like another one of my uh, favorite Intercontinental champions. Like you can't can't top Christian, bro. He was so good. He's so good as a heel. And when he came back from TNA, he he was mainly a face until he, he had that run man. with Randy Orton. He was different. I remember, like, I, I didn't see Christian when, um, like, before he left WWE because I started watching in 06 by that time he was gone already. But when he came oh, back, yeah. uh, I had already seen, like, clips of him in uh, DVD collections and shit like that. But, um, I was like, man, he looks hella different. Um, remember, like his legs were like really skinny, like compared to like back then. I felt I don't know if that <laughs> was just true. No, that's <laughs> true. He did come back. He was a lot more like like leaned out. Um, I liked him though when, when he came back. What? Uh, I was a fan of his. Like when he came back, I thought he was great. Um, nah, you're a fake fan. Nah, man, Christian. Uh, I'm a peep. You but, uh, here's another one though uh kofi kingston if you want to talk about uh highlight reels he had yeah. some great highlight reels as well yeah. jumping up nah. ladders into other ladders uh one time he like there was i don't know who it was two guys were like one of them was grabbing one end of the ladder and the other guy was holding the other end of the ladder and then they wanted to hit kofi with it and he just like literally jumped over the the ladder um and like you know showed his height there but uh he was in a lot of money in the bank ladder matches and um he never really got that he kind of he kind of took over Shelton benjamin's spot honestly because Shelton benjamin was kind of like like the highlight reel yeah they put him in those matches so that he can make like the the yeah the highlights to make the the big spots um i don't know what i was watching i might have been watching that ruthless aggression 
um, like the season two on mm-hmm. Peacock. And uh, there was like the innovative episode and they were talking about the money in the bank. And um, a lot of the guys are talking about like how they like use Shelton Benjamin to do all the crazy spots um, in that match. So yeah, he was just the spot machine in those matches, which sucks because he should have won. He should have been champion. Yeah, those are um, Sean Benjamin. Though I, I will have to agree with your pick there. I think um, he was probably the one that should have got in a moment there. Because um, I had better takes, bro. Well, I mean, Kofi Kingston. No, that's trash. Really? Who yeah. who's better? Um, all who's time better. Uh, Otis was much better than Kofi Kingston. Hop it. That's uh, man. This match has like at least Otis won. <laughs> it doesn't really mean much. That's a whole other topic. This this match really <laughs> does not mean the same as it used to. But um, hey, who knows? This is the new year? We could have a credible winner this year. We'll see. I mean, we should. We should have had a credible winner with Cody Rhodes, but I think we're gonna have to settle for Seth Rollins. Not really settle. I think this will make a good um, storyline. But <laughs> like enough about that. So that's a great uh, question that you brought up there, Nico. And I want to bring up uh, a topic here. And this has been debated for a long time. Um, But we're going to talk about the legendary Phenom, The Undertaker. We all know he's had some great matches at WrestleMania, five-star matches. And when you ask somebody... What's your favorite Undertaker match or, you know, even just mm-hmm. match, WrestleMania match, whatever you think of WrestleMania 25 with Shawn Michaels, or maybe you prefer the WrestleMania 26 one, but uh, rematch. most people are going to like the first one, though. But what if we said, what is your favorite or what is the best Undertaker WrestleMania match that doesn't include Shawn Michaels. And what do you think? And I think we can also exclude um the Hell in a Cell match that he had with Triple H because it did kind of involve Shawn Michaels. I don't know if you want to exclude that match, but um Well, because... I don't have to exclude it because I wasn't gonna pick that one anyways. I was gonna pick that one, but I'm gonna exclude it just because I feel like um Shawn Michaels had a, a a good part as far as in the match that had to do with it being so good. But um, what do you think though? Do you know already, or do you need some time to think, Nico? Oh no, I have I have my pick. I already had my pick. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. Honestly, um, other than the Shawn Michaels Triple H ones, I guess I guess Triple H ones. Um, I'd have to say Undertaker versus Batista. Hmm. Dude, That's that a one, one was a killer match. And jeez, man, that era of SmackDown was just so fucking hot, dude. It was so good. And then the fact that Undertaker finally won a Royal Rumble after what, how many years that he'd been in WWE? Yeah. And that then like the Rumble ever, by the way. Great Rumble. And the 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 whole like reveal of who he was gonna face was like super fucking cool. They had like they had Cena, they had Bobby Lashley with the, the prop ECW title, and oh. then they had Batista in the ring. They're all, he's just walking around, looking, and then he just stares at Batista. He's like, you, motherfucker. 
Well, he didn't say that, but his eyes said that. <laughs> and um, by damn, they had one hell of a match, though. I, I really enjoyed that one. That's probably that one. I have to say is the best one. My other favorite one, though, is as random. Like, I just want to give this a little shout out. And as random as it is, and I know most people don't really care for it, is the match he had with Triple H at WrestleMania 17. Mm, I, I mean, really, really like that one. It's not a bad match. It's just um, for me, it doesn't stick out. Probably because I didn't see it live when it happened. But uh, neither did I. Neither did you. I, I no, saw I it on the. Uh, I used to have the Undertaker, fifteen and O DVD set. Um, that's where I first saw that match. I think I had the same thing. That was a badass DVD set, by the way. <laughs> it was. It was pretty dope. But uh, damn, that's uh Those are some good picks. I. I'm going. I was going back and forth between the Batista one and the one I'm going to mention here right now, uh, because the Batista one, like you were saying, Taker had finally won a Rumble, um, and then that segment they did where they had the three champs was fucking great. I mean, three Hall of Famers standing there with the Undertaker, Bobby uh, Lashley, um, yeah. I mean, mm. three beasts. Okay. You can say that. At the time, Lashley's not a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but you, like, dude. He, he might as well have been holding like one of those little foam WWE belts. Come on. That ECW title was fucking beautiful, man. I love that title. It was a fraud. It was a fake. Whatever. But or a fake promotion that didn't exist at that time. Three credible men on their yeah. man. Beast of men, like... Fuck, that's hype as fuck, right? So, uh, obviously, he picks Batista. It makes sense. Um, They haven't had a one-on-one match, I believe, um, prior to this. So, that match, just fucking great. That was my first WrestleMania. That Undertaker was... That was my first Undertaker-WrestleMania match. Like, just a great match. But, I'm gonna have to go... Since you picked that one, I'm gonna have to go. And it's a close... It's close. You could go either way. I'm going to go Undertaker and Edge, WrestleMania 24 in Orlando. Mm. Just, dude, Edge, I mean, top heel in the company going into WrestleMania. Has the whole thing with Vicky Guerrero and um, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, um, the Edge heads. Like, it had been building to that match for months since they screwed the Undertaker out of the title. Um, was, was that when they banned the Hell's Gate? Or um, was that after that match? I think that was after, because I, I believe he put, he locks it in in the match, I remember, so I, I know it wasn't banned, but dude, like like I said, Edge was the hottest heel at the time um, because soon after that, it, it, was, it was Randy Orton I felt, or Randy Orton was close there at the time, but Dude, Edge with the Edge heads, Figgy Guerrero. Um, they screwed Taker since Armageddon when um, the Edge heads were dressed as Edge, and he thought that that was Edge. And then they were actually under the ring, like some some whole fucking shit, right? I remember that. I remember uh, that. And it leads up to that match, dude, which was fucking great. Uh, Taker wins in the end, and for me, I'm gonna say that's probably the best match he had besides the whole Shawn Michaels uh, era of matches. But um, 
Uh, do you remember that match? You like that match? Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's a good match. Uh, I remember watching at that time, and what sucked for me at the time was that I couldn't watch like the pay per views. I was watching like every SmackDown um, because yeah. I didn't was even watching Raw at the time because I didn't have Raw. I think that was the CW era of SmackDown, no? Yes. Yes. So yeah, I was fucking watching the shit out of that, and um, yeah, but I just couldn't watch the pay per view. But I knew, man, it was some good TV back then. Or actually, this uh, I'm, I was wrong about what I was saying earlier. This had been uh, leading up to it since um, since Edge got the money in the bank from Mr. Kennedy back in like May. Oh, April. That's right. He was out for months uh, when they gave the title to Edge. He comes back. Um, you know, everybody thinks he's gonna win the title. Um, like it just it was a whole year like story. It's fucking great, man. Like you said, the CW era was on fire dude for real batista ed undertaker leading the way man you couldn't you couldn't pass it up it was you couldn't even watch raw bro like um oh, i didn't have I, cable I, I could yeah i couldn't watch raw because the same thing i didn't have cable i watched raw on sundays uh the week after it happened so like that sunday um on telemundo with fucking like uh spanish dubbed over audio of the commentators <laughs> and i'm trying to I'm, I'm like man shut up like i'm trying to hear what they're saying in the promos and shit uh and it's hard when these spanish commentators are so fucking extra and they're like screaming like they put so much so much like emotion to what they're saying right so that's how i watch raw um, i actually tried watching it like that a couple times but for some reason where i lived I couldn't get Telemundo. Really? Yeah, dude, it was weird. Like, everyone can get it's all the channels. I know, that's why I'm saying it. it was weird. I couldn't get it. But the like CW, I, dude, fuck. That shit was good. Especially the intro Go music. Dude. Intro music, dude. The, dude, SmackDown always had the best shit, man. Um, another ah, one I to bring up. Well, that's debatable. We might talk about that one day. But um, I feel like another one we should bring up is and I didn't see this live, but when I went back and saw it, WrestleMania great. twenty, Undertaker versus Kane when he came back. That's a that's not a very good match to be honest. It's so um, awesome. The first one was better though. The one at WrestleMania fourteen, Man. Kane looked like a fucking monster in that match, dude. He had to give him like three tombstones just to just yeah. To beat but him. like the story leading up to WrestleMania twenty, I like WrestleMania twenty wasn't a great match, but like the storyline going into it, I liked it. I dug it as a kid, man. It's not broadened, but uh, it, it's not up there for me as far as taker matches. But, I mean, dude, how many great matches has he had? So, it, you know, yeah. that's not really a bad thing. But Randy Orton, Undertaker, WrestleMania 21, for Randy Orton being that young and hanging with them. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the special on Peacock. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Super emotional. Where they talk about like um, Randy like didn't show up to the rehearsal or something like that like the day mm-hmm. before and Taker was kind of mad, um, but still went out there and like delivered. It was the Untold. Yes, Untold. I need to watch that again, man. That, that was fucking great. If you haven't seen that, go check yeah. that out. But that's a great match. We we cannot not talk about that match. Someone was probably like chopping onions when I was watching it. So. Dude, it was great, right? Like, is it good? Dude, WWE knows how to make some shit, dude. Like, when it's like term, in terms of documentary making, like, they're good, dude. 
Yeah, makes you emotional. Honestly, um, this is random, but have you ever seen the Mick Foley documentary? Uh, which one? The Untold one? No, no, his like documentary. His like, documentary. Uh, I don't think I have. dude, it's good. You need to watch that one. And if you haven't I seen will... Triple H's, Triple H's too, because that's fucking good too. Which one? The Thy Kingdom Come or something like that? Yeah, I see now. That, that one's good. That was good. The two came out around the same time. I watched them like repeatedly. I don't know why. I just couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, the there's some good shit on there. Uh, do you feel like there's any other matches that we should bring up here? Uh, I kind of wanted to bring up the the when the streak got broken, but that wasn't a very good match on Taker's end. It was just more of a what the fuck moment, dude. But it was crazy. Like, um, I actually I have a kind of crazy story about how I even started watching because that was the first year that they had the WWE Network. They, it just came out like probably like a month prior. And um, so it was the first actual pay-per-view on the network. And I remember I was actually in San Antonio like the day before, the day of in the morning. And I don't remember what time I took off. I think I took off in the afternoon. But yeah. basically I was racing home. And I had my phone. And I was like, oh, no. The fucking pay-per-view is about to start. So I'm trying to fucking play the fucking pay-per-view. Internet's shitty. And, like, the network's new, so it's not fucking working correctly. So I'm like, son of a bitch, I just want it to work. I just want to watch this shit. And I finally get it to work, and I'm just kind of running around everywhere, and I'm watching, and then the Taker match comes on. And I'm like, well, and I'm still watching it on my phone because my TV's not set up yet. Like, the TV's having issues with the network. So it's like, <laughs> just fucking annoying, dude. Um, and... So I just kind of like look away. I'm like, oh, Taker's going to win. It's not going to matter because, I mean, like prior to Brock Lesnar facing Undertaker, I don't know if people remember this, but he was in a feud with the Big Show. And he really didn't look too strong facing the Big Show. Like, I think the match that they had, he ended up getting disqualified because he just kept hitting the Big Show with chairs. Yeah. So, like... Brock Lesnar turning into, you know, Brock Lesnar. Like, that shit, like, that was just not on my radar. I did not think they were going to start doing that with him. So I, was, I wasn't I was even paying attention, half, like, through the match because, one, it wasn't really that good up until that point. And, two, I thought Taker was going to win. And I honestly looked, and Brock was pinning him. And I was like, whatever. And I turned away. And then I hear the one two, three, and then just, like, the crowd, like, just in, like, this and I was like, what? Yeah. And I was, like, there on my phone, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, oh, Heyman's face. Oh, uh, dude, that guy's face that I'm pretty sure they took. He's a fucking meme. Like, this match, <laughs> um, like you said, like, I didn't see Brock Lesnar, like, I already saw him as a beast, but, like, after that, he really took it to the next level because later that summer is the match he had with John Cena where he just beat the fuck out of him. him. Destroyed him and took both of the belts. And at the time when he beat um, Taker, I remember a lot of people saying that, oh, well, why Brock? Like, Brock doesn't need it, you know, or whatever. But deserve it. Honestly, he, not that he needed it, but like, it did him well. Like, the fact that he beat the streak, like... 
And then he went off on like the most monstrous of runs. I mean, very controversial run. I mean, there's, you know, people that yeah. didn't like it, people that did like it. I didn't like it at first, especially after this Cena match. Um, but then the second Cena match, I was like, you know what? I can get behind this. And then after that, I mean, we got the classic triple threat match at the, at the Rumble. And then we got the, um, the Mania match with Reigns where the, the biggest heist of the century happened or the heist of the century happened so right. and then many more matches after that i'm just naming off a couple from that year um so yeah cool. i think he did pretty good for himself you know yeah i think <laughs> uh this match uh though like when i was watching it i was uh in the room i was watching it with my brother and i remember that mania was the first mania with um the network so we gave like our info to my cousin so he was watching it. He was like, yeah, he's not like a fan like us. He was like, yeah, you know, I'll watch it. And uh, we were like on a on a phone call, so, like for the whole event. And we were all, all three of us were talking about it. And his stream was like, you know, a couple seconds ahead of ours. Uh. So, and like, I already, we already knew that. Because I think one or two matches before that might have been like, Certain spots might have been spoiled already, right? But it's whatever. Uh, but I remember when uh, he like was going up for the F5, and he this is before he hits it. I think he's like about to pick him up. And then I remember my cousin being like, he's like, that's it. Streak's over or whatever. But I didn't believe him. Like There was not an ounce in me that believed what he was saying because, one, he jokes around, uh, and two... I just could not have accepted the fact that the streak was over. Like I, there was no way it was happening. Like just no way, bro. Um, and then when it did happen, it was like, holy shit. Like it actually fucking happened. So it still hit me the same because I was in denial. I was like, like he's, he's bullshitting. Like there's no way because mm. before the streak ended, dude, like you just felt like it was never going to end. Like, it was just this crazy, larger-than-life thing, bro. Like, even casuals that don't watch wrestling on like, consistently, they mm. knew about the streak. Like, man, just still one of the craziest moments in wrestling ever. Yeah, dude, it was, it, it was insane. I, I still, like, that day, I could not believe what I was watching. But talking about The Undertaker now, who do you think, if it wasn't Brock Lesnar, in your mind, who would you have wanted to break the streak? And this can be either from the matches that he had um, with other people already, like the matches that are already laid out, or just a hypothetical in the, like his, his future. What would uh, you think? Like Who would you have picked? Uh, for a long time, I believed that it shouldn't have been broken. Or I believe that nobody should have broke it. Okay, well, that's not the question. It, but I know, but <laughs> uh, at the time, it should have been Bray Wyatt. Bray because Wyatt. that same event, if you remember, is the event he went one on one with John Cena, which everybody thought Cena should have put him over. And obviously, he didn't, just like he did to Rusev. Uh, but Cena like, needed those wins. Stop it. We've gone over this, man. But you know, but, was down bad, bro. He was down on his luck. He needed those wins. 
Nah, man, he should have put at least one of those guys over. But no, like Bray Wyatt, they eventually had their match. What I WrestleMania 33 or whatever it was, but that was not the same Taker. Like, it just wasn't the same. And I think Bray Wyatt, his momentum wasn't the same anymore. Like, um, at the time, dude, Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt family was besides the Shield, the hottest team faction, whatever you want to call it, in the company. Like, one of the most interesting characters at the time. And maybe it shouldn't have happened at WrestleMania 30, but maybe, like, 31, maybe a year after, after he beat Cena. Like, you know, you could continue to build him like uh, for Taker for the next uh, year. I mean, if you look at that, because, what, it was WrestleMania 30 where he lost to Cena, right? Um, if you look at that year afterwards, it wasn't a bad year for them, like, for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt still had a pretty good year. But it could have been a great year. No, so wait, you know what? I might be wrong. That might be the year that he kept losing on pay-per-view. <laughs> I mean, I don't even remember, dude, but I just remember the big moments where they could have done something differently. But like who do you think though should have should have break broken it, like if you had to pick? Uh I think it should have been Undertaker's last like mania, last go around, last hoorah. Um, in my mind, story-wise, I think it should have been Kane. It probably wouldn't have been the greatest match in the world because of how old they both are. But if they could have been as amazing as they once were, uh, I think that would have been the perfect story. Yeah. Storybook ending. Because, like, I mean, Undertaker was there at Kane's creation in WWE, and Kane mm-hmm. was, would be there to finish him off. You know, yeah. So Third, I the feel like, like the story's there. Yeah, like the story's there for me. That that would have been like a cool ending, just story wise. Um, but if I were to pick who should have um, beaten him in terms of the people that he's faced, I would have said Batista. Batista. Batista seems like the most credible person to actually beat him. Outside of Brock Lesnar, I thought Batista. I thought Batista was gonna win that um, the WrestleMania 23 match because at the time the streak was talked about, but it wasn't as big as it would become. Um, So I don't know if it would have felt the same if he would have beaten him by the time he was what 18, 19, or 20 and 0. But that's another good pick. Uh, Another one that comes to mind is Roman, but he did beat him. Yeah, but like that match was shit, and he didn't break the streak. Like, oh, I, you're saying, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, the gun. I was like, wait, he already won, you bastard. And yeah. and dude, he was getting booed out of the fucking building the next night. Like that could have been a perfect time to turn him heel. Um, I'm glad it worked out for Roman now, right? But like that was another missed opportunity at the time. Yeah. If you after Mania that fuck, he, he was like saying like this is my yard now and everyone just booed the fuck out of him like yeah, yeah they were trying to change his character at that point to something more of like what they should have started him off with but too little actually I'm glad all that shit happened because then we wouldn't get the tribal chief that we get today you know we wouldn't be able to acknowledge the tribal chief every it worked time out, man. we get to see him now I miss him 
that's this is such a great topic um you could go on forever though um, you really can i can make up another scenario with undertaker and everything but another thing about all this about taker the reason why the streak was so great was because it made you it drew you in it was like can the streak be broken and there were so many times where you really thought that it could be broken especially in those Shawn Michaels matches. Like, we didn't talk about them, but, like, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> that first year, uh, I mean, it was an amazing match, back and forth, back and forth. And there were so many times when you actually thought that Shawn Michaels was going to win, especially because he had God on his side. But <laughs> they draw <laughs> you in. They make you feel like it's just, it's just awesome, believable. And you believing in something is what makes you really get into get into it and my next thing i want to talk about is when you're a kid who did you believe so badly that you hated them so much which heel just got you on in your nerves bro the one that you're just like ah fuck this guy and just i want to see him lose i just want to see him gone like who was that heel for you growing up this is easy this is easy for me because at the time that i started watching it they were starting to like really get in their own and for me and it's crazy because one of them was the top heel on raw and one of them was the top heel on smackdown for for a good while there when i started watching and randy orton on raw edge on smackdown and i'm talking about Randy's run from when he um when he started when he got the WWE title after Cena got hurt and when, he went when, on that run when he kept hearing things in his head no this is uh this is before that's like 09 Orton that's like uh that shit he did with the McMahons and stuff like that no I'm talking this is this is after Rated RKO when okay. he started going on, because he had done that legend killer stuff already in the past with Bank mm-hmm. with uh, McFoley, and um, fuck, I think they did like Hardy Race one time or some shit. Not a match, yeah. but they did like a thing with him. But uh, no, like uh, after WrestleMania twenty three, he goes on a run where he puts Shawn Michaels on the shelf, he puts Rob Van Dam on the shelf, he puts Dusty Rose on the shelf. Um, uh, there might have been like two more, but I'm I'm not remembering right now. But then he gets the WWE title, goes on a run, like you know, fucking weasels his way out of every win, you know, finds every little reason right to piss everybody off. And then on the other side of the company, you have Edge, who um, this is mostly like after when he we talked about it earlier when he cashed it in on Undertaker. Um, from that run, dude, with um, the Edge Heads and Vicky Guerrero, and then later they threw like ah. the Big Show in there, and then when dude, when Edge would when Edge would make out of Vicky Guerrero, dude, it's fucking gross. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, it was, fucking heel, man. Like it was so nasty. It was the worst thing on TV. Yeah, dude, I, I was like, when that shit would happen. I was like, oh my fucking god, what dude, is this shit? I didn't watch the era with uh, the whole Matt Hardy thing. And, um, like, when I started watching, he was already with Lita. Dude, the shit before that. The shit before that that they had Lita in was crazy. Uh, I just want to talk about this real quick because it's just insane. When she was pregnant, you didn't see any of that, did you? 
Uh, with like Kane or something yeah, like that. Yeah, when she was pregnant with Kane, dude, it was so fucking weird. I seen some of insane. it. I actually had a friend um, whose parents told him he couldn't watch wrestling anymore because um, because Lita lost her baby when she what? lost. It. <laughs> yeah, because what happened was Gene Snitsky hit Kane like over the head with a with a lead pipe, and mm-hmm. then Kane fell on top of Lita, who was you know pregnant. pregnant. Quotation marks. And basically, she had a miscarriage because of that. And wow. dude, she was insane. Like, Trish Stratus was like, oh, you're dead baby. Like, it was crazy stuff, man. And then that's, that's when Gene Snitsky... Not... What? I was going to say, that's definitely not something that they would do now. Oh, but no, 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 no. I know uh, what you're going to say with Snitsky. Well, yeah, that's when he started doing the, was it my fault? Like, that shit, like, that made him basically... <laughs> But, Didn't he put, like a baby one time? Was that part of the storyline? Like into the yeah, crowd? They, but it wasn't was, a baby. Yeah, that was part of the baby. That was part of the uh, storyline after the fact. Um, but that shit was crazy, dude. That shit was wild. Like, man. But <laughs> dude, Trish, Trish at that time, major heel. You need to re- like rewatch just that part. I remember. I don't remember what was happening. Um, but it was like backstage and she was just talking tr- trash to Lita and then she said something about her dead baby. It was just fucking insane, dude. Like, I can't even believe they like, had that shit on TV. Oh, that shit's crazy. But, uh, yeah, continue. Sorry. Sorry. Detour. I was just going to say, um, for that, I mean, I just fucking hated these guys, man. Seeing them on TV, like, everything. I'm like, oh my god, like, this is how they're going to win. Like, I was bought into it because at the time, um, you know, that whole run, that's my first four years or so of watching wrestling. So it's all still very real to me. Damn it. <laughs> but, uh, dude, like just that's goats, man. Honestly, goats. That's, the best, that's the best time when you're watching wrestling, when you're a kid, because like it's, it feels, everything feels real. Like you think everything's real. Like, you know, wrestling is like scripted. It's not real. It's fake. Um, but then you're like. But that's real. That guy's a real asshole right there. That motherfucker is a dick. Like, that's when it's the most fun. Um, if I had to say who mine were, honestly, dude, fucking Triple H. Man, <laughs> Triple H. It was, this is probably during his run um, as well. Like, towards the end of Evolution. Like, Randy Orton's already out. And um, it, he just always had the belt, man. And then at the time, he wanted Chris Benoit to win it back. And he he did win it on occasion. Um, but even the shit he did with Eugene, man. Um, when Eugene came into the, into the company, uh, I still kind of remember the... When Eugene was coming into the company, like, Eugene was his... It was crazy because I don't remember who was there. or I think it might have been even Stone Cold or somebody. But mm-hmm. they were asking who Eugene's favorite wrestler was. And then out of all the wrestlers, Eugene's favorite wrestler was Triple H, <laughs> who was the biggest heel. And so Eugene was supposed to be Eric Bischoff's um, nephew. nephew. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, I remember they would make Eugene do basically Triple H's dirty work, and it was like, oh, no, fuck you, Triple H. You're taking advantage of a special needs guy. And then um, <laughs> fucking um, the, they finally turn on him, and he just beats the shit out of Eugene, dude. It was fucking crazy. 
<laughs> he beats the shit out of a fucking special needs guy. Um, I think they had a couple matches, which was pretty cool. I mean, uh, the guy who plays Eugene's fucking, it was he was good. Yeah, was fuck really good. yeah. Um, you know, another person who I hated was fucking Jonathan Coachman, dude. Uh, I don't know if you watched during that during that time before he was even around at, at that point when you were watching but dude Jonathan Coachman was a fucking snake man he would just uh, he was basically Eric Bischoff's bitch and he just did everything like he's not yeah. even the, the general manager he's the general manager's bitch and fuck dude he had uh, he was just so annoying just always conniving every, um getting the one up on everybody until finally someone gets him. But Jonathan Coachman was a snake. Well, when I started, he was the GM, but uh, I've seen stuff before that, like with Eric and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. I just thought he was a stooge. He didn't really piss me off, but, um, uh, but I, uh, I, I wanted him gone. I just didn't like seeing him. I hated his face. I was like, get him the <laughs> fuck off TV. But like with the Triple H stuff, I bet like that early 2000 run, like, all the way till when he loses the title to Batista, but um, for me when I started watching, he was art like I thought he was cool as fuck. I was like, man, Triple H is such a badass. Like he's <laughs> fucking funny. Like I don't think I ever saw a heel Triple H in that time. I don't think he ever became a heel again. No, I think after, after yeah that. after um, I after he lost the belt to Batista, I think he was. Kind of he in and out. With, uh, DX in 2006, and that's when I started watching. Uh, he was with uh, Sean, and then he went down and was out till like SummerSlam. And after that, man, like, oh, I, I was a badass, bro. Him and Sean were my favorites always. I remember that SummerSlam I was watching. He came back, he was so fat. He was from, um, they awarded it to Randy, and then the same night he wins the title, but then he also loses it the same night. He he wrestled like three times. That was like No Mercy 07. But yeah, man, those are that's a great pick, Triple H. Shit. Yeah, I mean, that was the time. I, I wasn't watching SmackDown at that time. I'm sure there was somebody else, but for sure him. <laughs> oh, you know who else, actually? And I think he's cool as shit now, and one of my favorite wrestlers and it's kind of weird that most of my favorite wrestlers are better known as intercontinental champions but fucking carlito he pissed me off too really he was too damn cool i like people's faces i like the the apple stuff um he never really pissed me off another when you mentioned smackdown i thought of uh jbl but you got you got um, you got face carlito you got tag team champion carlito you didn't, yeah, get, did. you didn't get, you know, the the original Carlito who came in was a heel. And he cheated to win. And, and this isn't like AEW cheating. You know, when he cheated, he won the match. It's not like he cheated, didn't get the pin, and then wins it later on clean. Like, stupid. Sorry. <laughs> my one AEW rant. Um, but, like, he, he, like, yeah. You, you didn't have the same Carlito that I had. That's a def, definitely a different Carlito. I, I've seen clips of when he showed up. I think he won the title like the first night from Cena or something like that. Uh, he won the, the, yeah, the U.S. title. 
And he also won the Intercontinental title the first night when he went to Raw or some shit like that. Yeah, I think he actually beat it, beat Shelton Benjamin for it. Yeah, I believe so. But uh, I can. Nah, man. I mean, for this topic, Edge and uh, and Randy Orton, and it's close, man. I don't know if I could pick, um, uh, you know, a number one on that. I think they're both up there for me, and nobody else really sticks out like to that level. Obviously, there was some other heels I didn't like, but um, those two guys always stick out. And it's crazy to think now where you're like, you appreciate that work. And you're like, man, those are fucking goats. Like, those runs were fucking great. Dude, um, I was thinking back to that time period, and there was a Survivor Series. I remember I was, like, really excited for it. I couldn't watch it, of course. But it's because of the stipulation after the fact. So it was... Um, Batista, Snitsky, Edge, and Triple H versus Jericho, Benoit, Maven, and Orton. Maven, of all people. And the stipulation was that whoever won, like, each one of those, uh, each one of the wrestlers would be GM for that week of Raw. Mm -hmm. So, like, the weeks that follow... And this is where I was talking about, like, how Jonathan Coachman was, like, a little snake. And, like, you just wanted to get, you wanted him to get his comeuppance. Uh, and each week, the, the person, whoever was the general manager at the time, would always put Jonathan Coachman in a crazy-ass match against somebody fucking insane or maybe even a legend. I'm not sure exactly. My memory's not that great. But that stuff was great because you fucking, I hated Triple H. Hated Batista at the time, too, because he was with Triple H. Edge and Snitsky, dude. Those those um those guys were all snakes, bro. Especially Edge at that time. I think that was actually during the Lita and Edge. Um, yeah, no, might have been before that. But Edge is definitely a heel. Good shit, bro. Good shit. Fuck yeah, man. Um, uh, I think we're about at that time. Uh, this honestly has been a fun episode of Wrestle Me. But uh, this is actually what we're gonna be like shooting for going forward as far as what wrestle me will be just a relaxing conversation about anything you know just what if a theories like rankings like just just a great conversation about wrestling man and i'm looking forward to future episodes man oh yeah man so but, um, if that's everything this was another episode of Wrestle Me. Like us on Twitter at Let's Wrestle Pod. And uh, look up our let's, link. Let's Wrestle Pod. At Re Let's Wrestle Pod. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Check up our link tree on our bio so you can see um, where the episodes drop on Spotify, Apple, um, Amazon, Google, your mom. And yeah, just <laughs> give us a like. Share follow. With the friend, man. Share it with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a girlfriend, a butt buddy, whatever you want to fucking share it with. Do it, man. Just fucking do it. Who cares? But uh yes, you've been listening to Dan and Nico on WrestleMate. And we will see you next time. Peace. Peace.